Welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 85, and today we'll be talking about Watermelon Steven. I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia. I think, I think this is one of the greats of the series, don't you? I think it's definitely one of the best kind of, not so much filler, but like like Steven and his life, and like not, not huge plot heavy or character heavy, like one of the lighter episodes. It's one of my favorites. I mean, we learned this was us learning that Stephen does have the same plant-growing powers his mother used to make her guardians that we've seen in at least one earlier episode. So that's nice. Yeah, and I always thought that, like, this episode is proof that Stephen's spit-healing ability isn't completely dead. It's just, like, really fickle. Because, um, he spits the watermelons in, like, a hurricane. <laughs> and they all grow A very powerful hurricane. That was, you know, it's of all the cool things in that opening scene, there are two things that really get me. One, the obvious. The speed and accuracy that he's able to get out of that watermelon seed are amazing. Yeah, oh my god. I mean, he didn't just knock the can over, he sent it flying. He needs to, like, join championships don't they have like watermelon seed spitting competitions i don't i don't know i don't think it would be fair he does have alien dna true an alien rock i think he gets it from his dad though because his dad is really good oh oh yeah the his dad's a master of the trick shots but the other thing that i can't help but notice is the one poster that is hanging up at the car wash that says just ppe this time and I'm like, why? For one, he doesn't wear any sort of protective equipment. And then two, why would... I just don't understand at all anything. Uh, yeah, Greg doesn't seem to be the one who uh would listen to that kind of personal safety. I think he maybe probably bought the car wash from someone else and really just ran it and didn't change much. Except he doesn't really listen to the rules. Hmm, maybe. I wonder if he spent any dollar bills in any soda machines after he bought it. Yeah, speaking of uh, dollar bills, this is Uh, another nice little peek we get at the uh, Steven Universe Universe currency. They have a three dollar bill? Who knew? I'd like to see two and three dollar bills. I feel like they would be really beneficial. I don't know. Why don't we just split the difference and make a two dollar and fifty cent bill? Um, (laughs) no. I mean, there's no law saying that the paper currency has to be in even amounts. Yeah, but GC... You want currency that you can add up in your head easily. Oh yeah, I forgot. Not everybody has a calculator for a brain. No, we're not all robots. Beep boop. (laughs) But yeah, I do do like that. Every so often somebody comes up with a revelation about the, the money, and I... The thing that confuses me about that scene, most of all, is when he's when he's counting the pieces of money, does he mean dollars or does he mean individual bills? I think he means, hmm, that's a good question. How? What was the final number? 100 pieces of money. 100. So that would mean 20 watermelon Stevens, which is a decent, it is a reasonable number. In fact, that's more than we were able to see him having. But why would he say peace? I don't know. It's just Stephen being Stephen, I think. Huh. He counts in his own Stephen-y way. 
I think it was really cute, though. Little pieces of money. <laughs> I I liked the. I don't know if it. I don't know if it was foreshadowing or if it was accidental. But with the watermelon Stevens, they're in a sitting position when they're just resting by the table. But when he picks one up to hand it to Sadie or Mr. Smiley, the legs go so it's in a standing position. Yeah, I noticed that too, how the watermelons are flexible. And not just when like they're consciously moving, like you can manipulate them around. Like Sadie had the watermelon Steven just sitting on her counter. Wearing a donut crown. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know. I think they might be kind of kind of flexible, like one of those action figure dolls. I mean, I'm just saying, sharp-eyed fans should have noticed that on the first viewing. But again, yeah, the, so did I. It, the big reveal happened in that episode, so there's not much to really brag about for anyone <laughs> who did see it. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like it was... A big reveal. I mean, I think it, what was it, Amethyst who said, you know, Rose's yeah. plants moved around and stuff. So. At which point you get zero points for guessing what happens in the episode, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, so they're just teasing us a little bit. I liked, I liked Mr. Smiley going ahead and accepting the bribe. That was pretty funny. I like that Steven was just willing to give away the watermelons. Like, for free. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was just going to give you one. Oh, and people would be very upset if I didn't point out that, yes, Sadie has her scar from the battle with the Invisible Gem Monster mm -hmm. from Island Adventure. Yeah, that will continue showing throughout the whole series. Like, I think it's a permanent scar, not just like a little nick. I don't know. I think I think there are some episodes where she lacks it, even though she has it in later episodes. But they do make an effort to keep the scar on her face most of the time. Well, yeah, and like... When it comes to, you know, scars and skin blemishes and stuff, like, the lighting and the angle can really affect how visible it is. So I don't really, like, give too much, you know, finger-wagging at the at the universe for missing it sometimes. Like, it'd be understandable to not be that visible, so. So they have plausible deniability. Yeah. And I mean, like, if it was a character who had, like, the big gash on their eye and, like, the one blind eye and, like, in one frame or in one shot they missed it, yeah, that would be a little bit, like... Hey, come on, but this one is just like, it's fine. King can heal himself at any time. <laughs> yes. But uh, the only the only really bad part about this episode was actually in the scene, and I can't, I can't believe I'm going to say something bad about Ronaldo, but the fact that they focused on him slowly typing out his message to his non-existent followers <laughs> kind of yeah. dragged the episode down. Yeah. It's not Ronaldo's fault. The camera just shouldn't have been on him, is all I'm saying. Ronaldo can do no wrong. The the error was clearly the cameraman's. Um it, yeah, I really I didn't like that either. Like it wasn't hugely annoying, but it was like kind of annoying. It's very much like a family guy kind of thing. Like humor and just drawing out scenes. Like I never got that. Like that was never really funny to me. And I don't know what the crew was thinking in this one, but I guess they wanted to try their hand at it, and it wasn't really like it wasn't too bad, but I didn't like it. Well, I, I guess they tried it and it didn't work. But um, otherwise, it was a good episode, so I, I can't complain too much. Yes, it was a great episode. You have to do something so the other episodes don't get jealous. Yeah, and I mean, as the episode progresses, like, it gets really kind of morbid. And, the, the like, they take this, like, I, it's like this kind of storytelling where it's some very 
ridiculous concept and they're taking it incredibly seriously. Like, I don't... Like, you have these watermelons, like, dramatically going to war and being, like, gushed into <laughs> a million pieces. But they're watermelons, so it's funny. Yeah, you have the... the what's the statue called that Garnet does the pose? Yes! The oh my god! I, like, I recognize that instantly. It was one of those, like, it's one of the memes that made it into the show, the Garnet statue, and I think it was Sanic from uh, Sword yes. of the Sword. No. Gotta go quickly. Uh, Steven the Sword Steven Fighter. Steven and the Sword Fire. Yeah. And so that was just, that was probably one of my favorite Easter eggs in the whole show. The, like, that iconic statue of just this naked man fighting a bunch of babies. <laughs> and I mean, Garnet's pose, like, there's no denying that's exactly what it's parodying. Like, the position of the melons, like, everything. It, and it, like, even slowed down for the frame, so it's not like people went, like, you know, frame hunting like they sometimes do. Like, this was down and obvious, like, the first time I watched the episode. Yeah, that's a very obvious homage to that statue. I, I liked my favorite Ronaldo moment, maybe in the entire series, is in his watermelon autopsy, though. His reaction to getting beaten up by the watermelons. Not a plea for help or anything, just, is the camera getting all of this? That is the Ronaldo I know and love. I mean, I'm not too against that scene because it did mean that Ronaldo was in pain, but he might have got his rib broken. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a good Keep Beach City Weird update. I can't believe he wasn't recording. I can't believe he's never had any viewers on his stream. I guess the world isn't ready for Watermelon Stevens. <sighs> nope. You know, brilliant thinkers are never appreciated in their own time. <laughs> um what else? The battle. Yes, the battle. Back to the battle. I was I was just kind of like, I don't know what to think about this episode because I'm kind of like disturbed, but also really amused at the same time. Like, these watermelons are supposed to be, you know, thinking beings that, you know, have a need to survive and to, to live and have like sentience and they're being just brutalized. Into little watermelon chunks. And then Steven <laughs> eats it at the end, like... Yes. Just uh, the final, t like, cherry on the cake. Every time I see that closing shot of Steven eating baby melon, all I can think of is Invader Zim from the Hobo 13 episode. It's what Scooge would have wanted. But it's like Steven took the melons, like, completely seriously. He Like, he thought of them as people. Like, he wanted them to, you know, live and thrive and to know peace and stuff like that. And then at the end, he's just eating baby Melon's corpse. And I think the Crystal Gems reaction really fits with that. Like, they initially try to humor him because, you know, something he created is now abandoning him. But then he just starts eating the corpse, and they're sort of just like, ugh. But it's what baby Melon would have wanted. <laughs> would baby Melon have wanted that? Baby Melon gave his life for Steven. Of course he would give of his body as well. He gave his life to to, to send a message that... There's more than just defending Steven. You have to... I don't know. Baby Melon understood true loyalty to the king. I think it wasn't, like, loyalty because Steven is, like, kingly. I think it's loyalty because Steven is his friend. Yeah, it's more of a personal loyalty. Besides, as we saw, Steven disclaims the king title at the end of the episode. <laughs> Despite... Oh! 
another thing, I, something else I want to say about the opening scene. Greg is hardcore. Did you see how easily he just chomped through that watermelon rind? Yeah, uh, that was disgusting. Like, why? Who eats the outside of any kind of fruit like that? It's like eating a banana peel or an orange <sighs> peel. Or, or, like, the outside of a pumpkin. Who? Well, the outside of the pumpkin can be made into pumpkin. We all thought that Steven got his super strength from Rose, but he actually got it from Greg. Well, I mean, the, the human jaw can bite through, like, a finger as easily as it could a carrot. Like, it's not, you know, that weird, but it's just, it tastes bad. It tastes awful. Why would anyone... I don't know. And, oh god, I must have thought, like, that next morning... I would have, I couldn't, I couldn't have even fallen asleep. Like, it wasn't so sticky and disgusting. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Huh, Steven, how do you go to sleep when you're sticky and gross like that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You'll probably get a rash. And they just slept outside. Slept right outside the, the car wash, like, on, on, a, on a pool chair or whatever. I don't, I... Steven's at one with the universe. He can sleep anywhere, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, he can sleep on the roof of his dad's van as long as he's got his little, <laughs> his little caterpillar bag. Yes, that was adorable. Uh... Okay, back to the fight, because that is like easily the most significant part of this episode. And it doesn't even seem that significant until like I remember going back to it and I was like, the Crystal Gems each used like a bunch of new powers we've never seen before. Yeah, this is the first time they've been busting out their ranged attacks, and Amethyst is doing her Sonic the Hedgehog routine for the first time. Yeah, and I mean, we, we never, or we rarely ever see it. Like, whenever we see it after that, it's like in really intense fights. And they, these are just, they're fighting a bunch of watermelons, and they're putting their all into it. We saw we saw Pearl using her machine gun spear in the battle against the crab monster in Rising Tides Crashing Skies, and that was like no thang. Yeah, true, true. Um although I think like it's not too far of an assumption that if she can shoot like big blaster cannonballs of light, she can do little machine gun fire. Little little rat a tat tat, yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I I like the battle because it is you know, I use it as more proof for my pearl supremacist views. Well, that's funny. I remember thinking, like, it was the one episode where I think they were in the kindergarten. Or yeah. it was somewhere where Pearl was using her gem as a flashlight. I was just like, "Can is there something she can't do? It's like her gem is a Swiss army knife. And I really felt that until, you know, um, back to the moon when all the gems use their hands as flashlights. Apparently she can't use it to understand human relationships. <laughs> yeah. So there are limits to Pearl's power. But you see, the Watermelon Stevens managed to simply overwhelm Garnet's strength. They managed to just utterly beat Amethyst. <laughs> and that, by the way, that is just hilarious. The Her best scene. They're gonna put me in the ground. While she whines and cries like a three-year-old. You know, Those flowers crying, are lovely. <laughs> It's like, how seriously is she taking this? She's simultaneously taking it super duper seriously and then also taking time out to compliment the Yes, family. that's like, well, I think that's a really good representation of this whole episode as a whole. Like, it's a joke that's taken really seriously and then taken as a joke. But then you finally have Pearl 
where rather than being defeated, all they're doing is holding on to her spear while she is too <laughs> angry to realize that she can summon another one. Or just fling the watermelon, like, into orbit. Like, gems are super crazy strong. Yeah, so she's not even taking them seriously. She's just mad at them. Give me my spear back. I don't want to summon another one. I want this one. And they're just holding on for dear life. <laughs> So I think Pearl came out the best. And I mean, like, she could just, you know, like, punt it. Like, you, you just kick it. Just kick the watermelon. Like, it burst into a million pieces. Or she could, She's you know, shoot. Mad. Oh, my God. This is so... I love this episode. It's so weird. But I love it. Yeah, this was this was a really good one. I mean, we got a good one coming up for our next... What's the next, next one? Next retrospective. We got a lot of good ones coming up. Lion... Three, oh yeah, this is video. when the show really starts to ramp up. Yeah, we 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 got a lot of good ones. Warp tour and alone together. Back to back to back. This is a really good stretch. Oh, I think I might make like a two pages of notes just for alone together. Ooh, I can never stop talking about that episode. It's my favorite. But next week we'll do Lion Three straight to video, and then we'll have to. Wait a while for Alone Together and Warp Tour because, you know, it may always be Kevin time, but it, it'll be new episode time as well. And we since it's always Kevin time, you know, we, we got to put precedence on the new episodes. When do the new episodes start again? It's the 11th, right? Uh, no, it's the 12th. And so on the 16th, we'll do an episode of that. So on the 2nd, this episode will go up. On the 9th, an episode for Line 3 will go up. But on the 16th, we'll be talking about the two-parter that will be airing on the 12th. What day of the week is that? Thursday, like always. Thursday. 7 p.m. Eastern Time, in case anyone yeah. hasn't heard. Same as usual. So. No, no, they keep moving the time slot around a bit. It used to be earlier. Well, honestly, I like it later, so I can get home and just watch it right away. Like, it's killer to be in class knowing that a new episode is coming out and I can't watch it. Yeah. So, a great stretch of old episodes, but we, we got new ones to attend to. So we're going to have to break the, break the streak up. I know, it's sad, but new episodes, something to cheer about. Yes, absolutely. But... I do like, at the end, when they're marching off, a seagull manages to pick up one of the watermelon Stevens. <laughs> How strong is that seagull? Watermelons are like pure water. That's like a giant sack of water. That's heavy. Yeah, I, I, they couldn't have done it accidentally. They had to know. So I don't know if they're saying that these guys are magically light, or if that's a secret gem monster seagull, or if... Maybe I shouldn't be taking this too seriously. And GC, could you please just stop? But also seagulls. Know. Have you seen seagull feet? Like, they're not, like, talon claws. Like, yeah, little, how, how are they going to grip anything? Little flippers. Like, what are you going to do? Must be symbolism. Like, I guess, like, it couldn't have been a hawk or anything. Like, who would have seen a hawk at the beach? I mean, you could do, like, a seagull. Or a pelican could have just picked it up in its mouth. True! It could have been a pelican. Get it together, Cruniverse. Yeah, but they chose the seagull very deliberately, so now we have to comb this scene for the, <laughs> the hidden meaning within it. It's called, they keep on treating these 
watermelons like Game of Thrones brutal. We, we, we need Ronaldo to provide guidance. No, we don't need Ronaldo. He can keep getting beaten up for all I care. He got beaten up for science. He got beaten up to keep Beach City weird. That's weird enough, GC. <laughs> well, it has to stay that way. What would Ronaldo do without Watermelon Stevens to beat him up or anything else to keep him out of trouble? I don't know. Run a normal life, not being obnoxious to other people and the show as a whole. Be an actual dynamic and interesting character. Ooh, shots fired now. If you want to talk about someone who runs around being a jerk, I'd say Lars Fitzville. Eh, he's got complexity. Mm. For the most part. Like, a jerk he may be, but he's a realistic jerk. Ronaldo's just, like, a trope. He's not even a real character. And yet, at the same time, while he's the one-dimensional conspiracy theorist, at the same time, he is also, oddly enough, the only person who notices that anything weird is going on in Beach City. And that... Makes him interesting, I think. Mm-mm. Gonna have to agree to disagree, GC. Mm. I don't know. I, because we talk about it so much on this show that how even someone like Dr. Mahesh Warren, a real no-nonsense sort, doesn't really see anything weird about checking those forced fusion experiments for their vital signs. I just wonder. Um... I don't know, GC. I don't know. None of us know. So maybe if Ronaldo could provide us with some guidance, I don't know. I think this this universe, the people of this this Steven Universe, United States, have too much chill. Yeah, they're pretty pretty chill folks. They need to be not chill. And that, that I think I was a Reddit comment that was saying like, if gems are that normal. In society, or like if they're weird, but they're like normal weird. Like, will you hear on the news every once in a while, like, you know, 15 people killed in this like crazy, you know, glowing gem accident? But like, people don't like be like, oh my god, there's this crazy glowing gem. They're just sort of like, oh, what a tragedy, like they do with like a plane crash or something. Like, eh, what you gonna do? Gems are kind of a force of nature, I think. Yeah, it's like something that's not normal, but it's not like something to analyze and pick apart like we're doing maybe soon we'll find out what they really are oh i'm dying i'm thinking that they're oh my god i hate that yeah we'll see we got got like a month before the event ends so we'll see seems like we're doing a lot of seeing Mm -hmm. one thing i did see that was very amusing though the gems sitting there on the couch Reading the newspaper. Yes, all three of them read the newspaper, which I find kind of enduring. You know, you'd think at least they could have drawn Amethyst reading the funnies, but I guess that would have been too easy, wouldn't it? And I like that they feel involved in Earth news or something. Like, I bet Steven doesn't read the newspaper, but the gems do. And I think the gems maybe might have started, like, for Steven. Like, after, you know, Rose got involved with Greg and... How they got more involved in human culture and stuff, and they kind of picked up an interest in the newspaper. That's what I like to think. Yeah, they never really go talk to anybody, so I guess the newspaper's kind of their window into the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's better than using the internet. I mean, never trust anything on the internet. Except for us. You can trust us. We're trustworthy. Can you really trust 
news corporations, though, GC. Can you? Hey, right. was the gem's call, not mine. <laughs> oh, that's a discussion for a different podcast. <laughs> a whole lot of different podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So it sounds like it sounds like we're moving towards an ending. Is, is are there any final observations you had? Um, I think that's about it. Said all I needed to say. Three dollar bill. This was a good one. Mm-hmm. Lots lots of fun little details. One thing, and I think this was probably uh like shown in the background of a different episode as well. But uh, by Stevens Watermelon Stand, there was a yes hot dog shop. In the background, called Wiener in Hand, which I find amusing for really immature reasons. Yeah, very immature. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like, I will. I will laugh at the dumbest things. It's like I'm twelve again. You're gonna get whacked. <laughs> well, as we said earlier, uh, next week we'll be talking about Lion Three straight to video, and then it'll be straight to new episodes. So. Looking forward to that. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia. Leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, get ready for In Too Deep. Oh, I'm not ready. None of us are, Sophia. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.